Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on The Revolution, Jim and Trav are gearing up for elk, and they're stoked. <laughs> Listen for a gutless field dressing method, calling techniques, field judging advice, hot spots to hit up. Plus, they'll recap the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation's elk restoration projects and their 10 years in the making. It's all brought to you by Zeiss at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. And now, here's Jim and Trav. So, big question. What's that? Should old uh, Robert Pattinson take old Kristen Stewart back? I have never watched that show. I don't associate myself with people that like that kind of crap. Well, you know, it kind of reminds me of the old Twilight Zone. Uh, did you catch some of the headlines last week? Russell Crowe, the Oscar-winning actor. All right. Yes. New York's Long Island. He got lost. He's out there with a kayak. He won for Gladiator, if that's what you want to know. No, no, no. There's uh, a movie, uh, Masters and uh, something like that. Where he played a sea captain. Well, obviously, he's Masters not very and, good Masters at and something. anything nautical <laughs> because he got lost in a kayak with his buddy. Had He wasn't rescued, more or less like the headlines say. He kind of got picked up like he was hitchhiking with the Coast Guard. There you go. How does Gilligan's Island play into this? I don't know. Like, it was, no, I think it's so comical that he's filming a show called Noah. And uh-huh. he's playing Noah. <laughs> and he gets lost in a kayak. Well, you if know, he was really captaining, captain of the art so many years ago, we would have no animals. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, that's not good publicity. In the story of Noah and the art, uh, there was no rudder. What are you, mention a, of a historian rudder. now? I, I am. Yes, I, uh, I'm a Hebrew scholar. No, if you think about that story, okay, because uh, obviously I'm, I'm a Christian man. There's a I would stretch. say, I believe in God, I believe in faith, I believe in all that stuff. You know? okay. I'm just not... A full-fledged member, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, no, if you think about that... What does it take to be a member? I don't know. I, I'm going to look into that. It's like joining the NRA. Um, anyways, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. It's starting to hurt my head. But on today's show, it had nothing to do with today's show. We are talking about elk hunting. So on uh, this week's Ram Power Block... Powered by Ram at RamTrucks.com. Hey, Unpost Chance North will phone us at 785-846-7647. And then we'll also hear from Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation CEO and Pres David Allen. And then Jay Scott, who's uh, the field editor for Western Hunter Magazine and the hunting editor for Elk Hunter Magazine. I will also get an up-to-date report from Mark Brain on how early season archery for elk is shaping up in Colorado. And we'll hear from elk calling pro Corey Jacobson, and he'll fill us in on gutless field dressing. Yeah, plus we're also going to hit up the mailbag with Mark. Got some uh, interesting answers for us, some fun facts about elk. Also, uh, if you have anything you want to say, man, you want some questions answered, remember to email us at radio at outdoorshowsnetwork.com. Now, Chance, uh, you've done a lot of things in your life. <laughs> you wouldn't. So I'm successful. Most of them are questionable, but have you ever been elk hunting, man? No, but I'm thinking about it right this minute. <laughs> That's as good as doing it. There's yeah. a resident expert if I ever heard one. You know, they yeah. say if you think about cheating on your wife, it's as good as doing it. 
So technically, Jimmy Carter said that. Yeah. (laughs) Technically, that was Bill Clinton. Yeah, you have elk hunted then. (laughs) Yes, I have. I'm in the middle of a big hunt, as we speak. So forgive me if I'm a little distracted. (laughs) Now, what are some fun facts, maybe, that we don't know about elk that you could kind of clue us in on? (laughs) Well, you can. I can guarantee a seven by seven for uh, fifty five hundred dollars here in Wisconsin if you want one. Really? That's (laughs) right. Change. Yeah, Boone and Crockett. Oh, dang, my other phone's ringing here. Uh, <laughs> the elk call him personally. <laughs> Do they call you at home? <laughs> They're on a first name right up on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's true. I was looking up elk hunting in Wisconsin, and it's like, these guys will guarantee you, you know, buy bull, a, a 7 by 7 or 8 by 8 You got to call special for that. But 5500 bucks will guarantee you one. A Boone and Crockett bull. Well, obviously, it's a game ranch. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. to shoot That's them exactly in a... it. It's like you go out and hunt a zoo. <laughs> I have tried that. They don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. If I had that kind of money to burn, I, I just, you know, obviously, I wouldn't be working. I'd just take <laughs> off a month. <laughs> That's an elk hunt. He's going to quit yeah, his no. job for $12,000. <laughs> it makes me wonder how much you honestly make. <laughs> but um, I make about 60 cents an hour here. <laughs> hey, it's current minimum wage, I think. <laughs> um, I got to stay competitive with the outsourcing and all. You know, there's so many good tips and places to hunt anymore, especially with all the work with Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation has done with their restoration projects all across the country. But really, I recommend doing grab your buddies and do a DIY. There's so many different places you can go. Obviously, Colorado is the hot spot. But I mean, let's say an out-of-state tag, what, six, seven hundred bucks? No, actually, it's about 450. Oh, 450 bucks. Okay. And you buy it over the counter. That is the way to go. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought you were going to say a DIY restoration project. <laughs> go, out, go out and buy yourself a couple elk, <laughs> breed them, <laughs> and let them loose in your neighborhood forest. You know, chances he's going to be kidnapping elk. That's what he's doing. Yeah, yes, I am. I just pull up quick with a panel van. And <laughs> Wisconsin is doing just that, though. We hijacked like 25 elk from Michigan. Uh-oh. Really? And uh, they, they're trying to bring a herd back here. Um, there are uh, significant efforts underway by uh, Wisconsin DNR to establish a herd here in the Shawamigan National Forest. Really? Yeah, they have some potential range of like 1,200 miles, but so far the, the herd isn't really taken off uh, the way people had hoped, partly due to wolves, wolf predation. Mm-hmm. I think that they started out with 25 in 1995, and the herd's about 150 at this point. Oh, wow. Not real prolific. No. Um, and the thing is, it was just after the wolf population is booming, and they're preying on the calving cows. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. That's, that's <clears> terrible. the gist of it. I mean, I think that overall, the wolves haven't uh, made a devastating impact on deer population, for example, but for uh, whatever reason, the elk are certainly suffering. Yeah, have you ever seen them run? They can't run. <laughs> can't they? Are they slow? Well, they run stiff-legged. Well, that that would increase my odds of killing one, I suppose. <laughs> well, well, maybe. <laughs> you know, you think, though, if you start off with only 25 versus the thousands upon thousands and thousands of deer... 
You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's well, how ridiculous. do they find one another out there in the woods? From what I understand, the, the cows have pretty consistent calving ground. Ah. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, they will be out of commission for hours at a time, mm. um, you know, virtually helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes for easy pickings for both wolves and bears, evidently. Mm, they're kind of nesters, huh? <laughs> they're kind of nesters. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you think about my wife's fixing to give birth. I know if I did that, oh, my God, I wouldn't walk for months. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I got to hand it to ladies, whether you're a wild animal or you're a lady. <laughs> you're a lady. Um, that is, that's crazy. But you think, obviously, you know, it would put off quite a scent. You know, yeah. giving birth and uh, but actually, undoubtedly, it's got to be sending alarms. Yes. alarm bells ringing all across the woods. But actually, they say that the uh, the calves, once they're born for the, like the first two or three days, they're scentless. You know, uh, kind of on the subject, <laughs> human children do not leave residual fingerprints. Is that uh, a difficult problem for uh, forensic scientists? I didn't know uh, that. Children uh, under a certain age, like nine or so, don't leave fingerprints because uh, they don't have skin oil. I'm going to have my, my daughters knock off the local bank. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. I've got a job for you. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, no, and I, and I believe, unlike most of the things I say, I think that might actually be true. <laughs> yeah, Jim and I don't believe probably 99% of the crap you say, but this seems plausible. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I believe that's the case. Yeah, wow. this so is it's, the, uh, this... it's difficult for... Um, forensic scientist. This is the most amazing lie you've ever come up with. I gotta say, <laughs> this is one of the most random but interesting conversations. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Holy cow, that's interesting. Now, if we want to find out more about Unpro Chance, uh, in, in the awesome adventures that you guys go on and how sometimes you turn on one another. Um, <laughs> we certainly do. Where can we find you? professional by the minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where can we find you online, buddy? Factcheck.com. Yeah, please check us out, uh, com, or you can just Google search unprofessional fishermen. Mm-hmm. They've got their own little, I wouldn't say it's like MMA fighting style, but it's getting close to that. <laughs> it's, it's more like a bum fight. <laughs> oh, bum fights are awesome. <laughs> All righty, so one more time, check it out at unprofishing.com. You got to Google and find them on Facebook. Live the unpro life. We are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Mr. Chance Buddy, as always, thank you so much, friend. Uh, thank you, guys. Well, we're just getting started, and coming up next, we'll hear from uh, David Allen. He's the CEO and pres of the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. <laughs> you got it right that time. Yes, I did. Uh, but right now, we got to get to the mailbag with Mark. Uh, stick around once again. David Allen, he's coming up next. What's up? It's time for the Revolution Mailbag, and it's brought to you by Ram Trucks. Jim and Trav asked for some little-known facts about elk, and here's what you came up with. The Revolution Mailbag. Wyatt Greer wrote, elk are in the deer family, as are moose and caribou. Thanks, Wyatt. Leslie Felt says that generally calves are born in late May or early June. They're born spotted and scentless and lay motionless as their mothers feed. Randy Topper claims that in a previous life, he was a magnificent 8x8 bull that was captured and befriended by 
Geronimo, and he's currently in the process of writing a book about it. Can't wait to read that one. Frank Burns tells us that an elk's top two canine teeth are called ivories, and that scientists believe ivories are remnants of saber-like tusks that ancestral species of elk used in combat. And finally, Jonas Dunker writes, back in 2002, he was attacked by a running bull elk and was forced to strangle it when he dropped his weapon. Seriously, Jonas, I think Randy's story is a lot more believable than yours. Well, that does it for this week's mailbag, and perhaps next time we'll receive less idiotic mail. But remember to write in at radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com, and perhaps your writings will make the cut. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. There are some things in life that defy explanation. Sleeping out under a few billion stars on a clear western night, for example. Or the thrill of being in the saddle and running with the herd. Words can't do justice to the scope of those experiences. Such is the case at Ram, where the 1500 is so loaded with performance and personality that any attempt to describe it falls short. You simply have to climb aboard and take it for a run to fully appreciate what it means to ride on top. Guts, glory, Ram. The 390 horsepower Ram 1500 with an available 5.7 liter Hemi V8 that gets up to 20 MPG, plus a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. MPG based on highway EPA estimates. See a dealer for a copy of the powertrain limited warranty. Ram and Hemi are registered trademarks. Chrysler Group, LLC. Hunting from a tree is good, but hunting from inside a tree is better. The tree blind from Nature Blinds is the most realistic hunting blind on the planet. It fools animals and looks great on your property, too. Visit natureblinds.com for details. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Gotta get used to these oddballs. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. If I had a million bucks, I, I would buy my own radio transmitter so I wouldn't have to listen to your voice. And now, here's the boys. How's your eye, Jimmy? Is, uh, it, is it any better? No. What'd you do to it? Uh, basically, uh, I, I was mowing the lawn, and I got a lot of dust in my Created a little infection, and now uh, the story blows. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we are talking about elk on today's show. Uh, before the break, we heard from Chance Wars, Mr. Unpro himself. You know, <laughs> so you know, Jimmy, uh, the week before last, we had the RNC uh, National Convention. Republican National. Bingo. And uh, this past week, the DNC actually just a couple days ago ended National Convention. Democratic National. You are good. Holy cow. Sounds like an airport, doesn't I'm it? I'm quite impressed. Flying into uh, you know, Democratic National Airport this week. There's so Barack many Obama. There's so many people, okay, that are just, I mean, they're having a hard time deciding now. Um, who to vote for? Because they were both uh, boring conventions. I'm sorry. I don't. It was dumb. Kind of sleepers, of except for old Clint Eastwood. I'm just amazed that he was able to speak. <laughs> he, where am I? Is this Bennigan's? <laughs> um, anyways, ben- uh, <laughs> he thought it was a buffet. <laughs> I got to wait for all these people to go. Give <laughs> me no food left. Anyways, okay, a lot of people are having a hard time deciding, but we found something that just might sway your mind. One way. All right, Frank, play it. The revolution. Hey, I just met Now, you. who's not going to want to vote for Obama now? Carly Ray Grayson. Great lines. This is a great Don't song. He's me, got baby. an amazing voice, too. Can you see Mitt Romney singing this song, Call Me Maybe? Not a little uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival he can do, though, I'm sure. Hey, I just, I just met, met you. you. 
and this is crazy. But here's my number. So call me maybe. We just did a duet with Obama. That was pretty cool. Uh, but right now we're being joined by the president and the CEO of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Now, what do you want to say, Jimbo? He calls at 785-846-7647. David can work such wonders with wild animals. Just think what he could do if he was managing this country. So I say come November 6th. David Allen, not David Allen. I'm David Allen Co. That'd be pretty sweet, <laughs> yeah. too. Rebel meets Rebel. Uh, Mr. David, how's it going, buddy? Well, it's going well, but I, w- I will say if drafted, I will not serve. And, uh, <laughs> uh, that that politics stuff is way over my uh, my pay grade. Yeah. Actually, my draft board thinks I'm a nine-year-old girl, so <laughs> he's starting to look like one, too. But the, what you guys have done is, oh, my gosh, this is truly a success story. You know, we're kind of looking back at the past 10 years of what you guys have done. And first off, I want to kind of start in Kentucky, okay? Because uh, you guys released 1,547 elk between 97 and 2002. In approximately two days, there are 10,000 elk in Kentucky if that isn't an all-American underdog story, I don't know what is. Well, you're absolutely right. Kentucky is uh, uh, something that we're all very proud of. Yep. Uh, the, the people in Kentucky have done a tremendous job. The, the state of Kentucky is now, uh, by most estimations, the number nine elk state in the United States. So wow. It's uh, incredible, and most of the reintroduction place and, and uh, exists yet today on reclaimed coal mine property and ground. Really? So it's a win-win, and uh, it is a prime example of you can take energy resources out of the ground and reclaim yeah. them and reuse them. Now, the thing is, uh, everybody thinks of elk as being only a western state's animal, but uh, you know, back in the day, they were actually all the way to the uh, east coast, weren't they? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, a hundred years or so ago, elk were, uh, I believe it's 46 of the lower 48 states held elk. Oh, I didn't know and that. Elk were a plains animal. They were never originally uh, a traditional mountain or alpine animal, per se. They chose to live on the plains, and that's where they were found. But, you know, as man moved across the country and and expanded, uh, they pushed the elk into the higher ground. You think, I mean, obviously you don't need to brag because you guys' work uh, speaks for itself, but I want to go ahead and brag on you guys real quick because there is a lot of conservation organizations out there that just talk big talk, but you guys walk the walk. And I hate to keep going back to Kentucky, but I mean, uh, to date, um, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation has helped fund 31 projects supporting elk restoration 31 at a total value of six get this jimbo 6.1 million dollars okay you have increased the elk herd by 10 times the added amount that you put there i mean you would think that the humane society PETA, all these other organizations would be hopping on board with you guys and, and follow your lead I, I we need to join hands with these people look at the work they are doing it is tremendous I just got to say, David, I think what you guys are doing is phenomenal. You guys are setting the benchmark very high for every other um, wildlife organization out there. And um, your work speaks for itself. It truly does. Well, I appreciate uh, your kind words. And, and I guess I would say thank you on behalf of 
all of our chapters and volunteers and and our staff, because they're the ones that really deserve the credit. They raised the money and they uh, walk the walk and they talk the talk both. And I'm just proud to even be a part of uh, that group because they're, they're a phenomenal bunch of people. And then we can't do it without real partners, you know, partners who truly show up. And, <laughs> and in the case of Kentucky, uh, you know, it is the Kentucky uh, Game Agency yep. that, uh, Bingo. Um, you know, the, the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife, you know, Dr. Gassett's their director right now. Um, he's a very great ally for us and a great partner. And, and it takes that in all these states. And, and as you pointed out, there are groups like HSUS and, and whatnot that like to talk the talk, but they really have a different agenda. Yep. And, um, you know, it's America. You're allowed that, but that's just not where we're at, and that's not where we're going. You bet. Hey, David, if we want to find out more about the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, maybe we want to become a member, maybe we want to donate, or maybe we just want to volunteer some time, where do we go? We want to join your army. Yeah, uh, well, we'd love to have you all, um, and you can go to rmef.org and find out probably everything you need to know. You guys really do have, like, a well-organized army, and you have to. To pull off what you guys have done, like you said, giving credit to your men and women working hard in the field, I mean, it's it really is a group effort. But we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at HI mtnjerky.com. Mr. David, as always, buddy, we greatly appreciate you coming on and for your hard work. Thank you. Hey, thank you guys and have a happy and safe hunting. All right, stick around because field editor for Western Hunter Magazine and hunting editor for Elk Hunter Magazine, Jay Scott is going to be talking to us about field judging elk. Hey, we got that good. Right. We got it done. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, hey, we got to get to another interview. Have a great week and stay safe out there. All right, guys. Thanks. Same to you. All right, bye. More revolution coming up. If you want to be part of the show, hit up Jim and Trav at Radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Black Cloud FS Steel. With 40% flight stopper shot mixed with premium steel, Federal Premium has created the perfect storm. Black Cloud FS Steel. There's a storm on the horizon. The Ruger 1022 Takedown. A new take on the legendary Ruger 1022. With all of the features and functionality of America's favorite rimfire rifle, the Ruger 1022 Takedown easily separates for convenient storage and transportation. Reassembly is simple and returns the rifle to zero, ensuring precision shot after shot. Packed in a backpack-style bag included with the rifle, the Ruger 1022 Takedown makes it easy to keep America's favorite rimfire by your side. Stay invisible in the field. Rely on Camoform to protect and conceal your gear and your gun. Flexible and reusable with no sticky residue. See all 14 popular patterns and find a dealer near you at Camoform.us. 
This is George Thornton with the National Wild Turkey Federation, and if you're looking for great hunting, you'll find it in Kansas. You may already know about the great pheasant hunting here, but did you know Kansas is also a great place for quail, deer, geese, and my personal favorite, the wild turkey? Learn more about turkey hunting in Kansas at www.travelks.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. A tool for people to connect with the universe and begin to understand it. Hey, what do you think about that new app I uh, downloaded on What phone? is that for? I see it on my iPhone. Why did you put it on yours? Because I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> you decided to put it on mine. Yeah, I wanted to see what it was. Frank told me about it, so before the show, we downloaded it on your phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's the big deal anyways? It's $80 me. for that app. No, it's not $80. <laughs> it was a free app. Free app? Aren't they all free? I don't think so. I didn't pay for it. I didn't pay for it. Somebody's going to. I wonder who it might be. Does it get charged to your bill? I think so. (laughs) You really? (laughs) Thanks. I don't have an iPhone. Thanks I I got one of those phones where you can, like, dunk it in water, do whatever, won't hurt it. Uh Uh, But you can't get apps on it. I I don't think so, because it doesn't have, like, a touch screen or... It's just a phone. I like it, though. It's simple. Yeah. 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 Really? You're really going to do you if... a lot of good with that elk app on my phone. Well, I just want to see what it was. It's kind of cool. Anyways, it's called the Elk Hunter Strategy App 2.0. Uh, you know, I'll show you how to use it real quick, Jimbo. I right, take a listen to this clip. I'm, I'm going to show you how this clip's playing. All right. Play, Frank. The Revolution. Now, if you're not familiar with the Elk Hunter Strategy app, the Strategy app is a tool that we came up with last year to help elk hunters answer some of the most common questions that you guys run into in the field each fall. Namely, what do I do in a particular situation? What do I do when a bull bugles in a certain manner? Or what do I do to get a bull to respond or come into my calling setups? Well, the strategy app allows you to go through a series of situational choices and allows you to dial in and hone in on exactly the type of scenario that you're dealing with or that you just simply want to learn about. See, this cool? I mean, any situation you find yourself in... Uh, uh, you can kind of figure you, like it out. you got a buddy that put the app on your phone. That's the situation you're talking about. It can't cost that much money. Money bags. <laughs> Listen to this very last part right here. But if you don't have a mobile device and you just simply want to use it on your computer, you can access this Elk Hunter Strategy app through our website as well through the Elk Mod Plus subscription. So check it out. Let us know how you do, and uh, we want to see your pictures. See, that's cool. If you don't have an iPhone like me, uh, you could just have it on your your home computer. Kind of oh. nice. And then you drag that out in the woods. I do all the time. Yes. Uh, we are talking about elk hunting on today's show. And uh, before the break, we heard from David Allen. And he is the president and CEO of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And uh, right now we're being joined by old Jay Scott. Yeah. Hey, he's the editor for Western Hunter Magazine and the hunting editor for Elk Hunter Magazine. And hey, we're going to talk about field judging elk. Yeah. He phoned us at 785-846-7647. Hey, Jay, how's it going, buddy? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. And you guys? And we're not doing too bad. I, Jim's always not doing the best in the world. <laughs> I have my camouflage shirt on today. <laughs> but, okay, we're going to talk about uh, field judging elk. You've blogged about this before. Elk hunting, if any of our listeners have never done it, it's a totally different experience. It's so much fun, but these animals, they are so Gargantuan. Is that a word? <laughs> I think so. Uh, he kind of morphed two words into one there, Jay. But what, what are some telltale signs that we need to look for, Jay, when we're field judging uh, a bull? Well, one of the things you want to look for to see a big bull is you want to have a bull that has long main beams and has long points and it is heavy. Okay. Uh, width is not as important as long points and long main beams. Those are the two most important. Then you've got mass and then you've got spread. There's something called a royal point, isn't there? 
Yeah, the Royals often uh, called the fourth point, which is when you count the points on the left and right side, you've got obviously one, two, three, and then the fourth point, which is kind of its most pronounced point, is usually referred to as a royal point. Okay, mm-hmm. and so so uh, there's something also called a whale tail. Uh, what the heck's that all about? Well, a whale's tail is where it, uh, from his fifth point back to the tip of his main beam, where it almost makes a Y, which looks like a whale's tail, where it dips back in the back. Uh, when you look at it from the side, it'll look like a whale's tail. Yeah. Mm. Now, you know, when you're whitetail hunting or mule deer hunting, you are, it, you're half looking at the spread, you uh, know, yeah. how tall it is, how wide it is versus the ears. Why are we not so concerned about that when we are elk hunting? Well, when when you break down uh, how an elk is scored, taking the Boone and Crockett system, the most important aspect in percentage to score is obviously point. Mm-hmm. Point length is number one. A spread on a bull elk is going to be somewhere around 35 to, say, as high as 50 inches, but Dang. a good average to use is 40 inches. Yeah. So when you when you break down the percentage per category, spread is... is uh, the least of your concern. Hmm. Okay. Now the thing is, when you're when you're out there hunting, and uh, you, a lot of guys shoot what what is commonly referred to as raghorns. Yeah. They're they're like small five pointers and so forth. What do you think in your neck of the woods? Now we don't know exactly where you're at. You're on top of a mountain talking to us on a cell phone right now. But uh, what is an average bull in your neck of the woods? Well, Arizona uh, obviously has tremendous trophy quality. And, you know, average bulls in Arizona will be around the 300-inch mark. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, most four-year-old bulls here will be six-point bulls. Uh, we hunt as uh, for trophies out here, but we also hunt for meat. And uh, my wife and I and our family, we really like elk meat. But, oh, yeah. Uh, trophy is in the eye of the beholder. Um, but first and foremost, you know, the meat is, is very important. But when looking at trophy size, you know, 300-class bulls, you know, the 320-inch-class bulls are kind of average out here. Now, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you're you're in that preseason scouting time. What are some of the things that you're looking for right now trying to locate these animals? What do you look for? Well, I think one of the most important things when I get to a unit, let's say I get to a unit that I, well, that I know or that I've never been to, I'm trying to find where I can get up high, gain elevation, and either look down into you know, open meadows and green grass and where I can look down in or where I can look across canyons. Mm. Uh, I use uh, long-range glassing tactics a lot. And so one of the very first things I'll do when getting to an elk unit is find eight or ten of the most predominant mountains or points around big rock piles that I can get out on and get a big panoramic view, get a real good lay of the land, and try and survey as much country as I can and obviously spot as many animals as I can to see what they're doing. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Jay Scott. And of course, this guy, he's a writer for Elk Hunter Magazine and Western Hunter Magazine. That's right. Now, Jay, if we want to find out more about you, uh, do you have a personal web page, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. anything like that? Yeah, you can uh, find us um, on our blog at jscottoutdoors.com. Uh, you can go to Colburn and Scott Outfitters.blogspot.com or you can find us on Facebook as well at Jay Scott Outdoors or Colburn and Scott Outfitters. Yeah, I just highly recommend, honestly, hopping on Google, type in Jay Scott. A lot of <clears throat> great articles pop up. Very interesting. He's a god in the woods. He is. That's what I have he figured. Is. 
But uh, we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and NBC Sports Outdoors. That's www.NBCSports.com forward slash outdoors. Mr. J-Man, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day while you're up on a mountain. And uh, we appreciate it, buddy. Okay, you guys have a good day and uh, uh, go get them. Hey, you too, man. Hey, coming up next, we've got our man in Colorado, old Mark Crane from Pagosa Springs. And where would you say that lies? That's in the, the West. Now, what do you think is the Midwest? Uh, everyone says the Midwest is Yes. Yes! How can Michigan, <laughs> Michigan be? Ohio, Wisconsin's How? considered Midwest. I'm sorry. I'm not even looking at you right now. we got to get to a break. <laughs> More elk hunting to come in less than three minutes. And it's brought to you by our good friends at Ram. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. When it comes to camping, I like to relax. But I was getting stressed about camp cooking. Then I discovered the Camp Chef Portable Outdoor Oven. This junior-sized oven works with a small propane bottle and is perfect for family camping trips. With a matchless ignition, heating up to 400 degrees, and space to put a 9 by 13 inch pan, I can cook cinnamon rolls for breakfast, casseroles for dinner, and pie for dessert. Look for the Portable Outdoor Oven at a store near you or online at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. For over 20 years, High Mountain Seasonings has been filling the outdoorsman's need for easy-to-use, economical, and fun kits to make your own jerky, snacking sticks, sausage, and smoked fish. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. What do you call that? The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Well, looky here, looky here, the happy couple. Okay, probably one of the biggest mistakes that I notice, or at least hear of people making, and that I have made myself, is giving up too early. You know, you'll have an elk on the hook, uh, he's calling, you know he's coming in, he's closing the distance. Maybe he came in 300 yards, you came in 100 yards, so you know somewhere an elk came closer to you. And then all of a sudden the woods just went quiet. And you might walk 25, 30 yards, maybe five feet. Or you might just stand up, and then all of a sudden, crash, crash, crash. This bull runs off. That guy's exactly right. I mean, you would never believe that an 800-pound animal could be so stealthy like a little ninja, little Jackie. I'm going to call him little Jack Chance. Uh, but it's true. I, this happens all the time. I know it's happened to me on numerous occasions. Many. Where, many. <laughs> Thousands. Yeah. You wonder I actually ever got an elk, you know. You buy them at the elk stores, oh, which you do, and then you go home and see. I always make up this big story. I just shoot them in a small pen. That's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> yeah, big corral. Yeah. But anyhow, no, I've had it happen where, boy, you think that you're all alone out there. You get busted. You know, as he mentioned about uh, calling him and so forth, you're closing the distance. He goes quiet, and now you don't know what the heck's going on, but it's kind of like turkey hunting in mm-hmm. the same same way. Same, same way. You just got to have that patience. Then you get up, and he busts you, and then uh, he is gone. Yeah. 
and then so are your chances of being successful that season. For that day. Uh, but we are talking about Elk on today's show. Before the break, though, we heard from old Jay Scott. Yeah, he's out of Arizona and did a great job of field judging uh, animals. And now we're being joined by Mark Crane. And I have to say that this man. He knows everything. He makes Mr. Rogers look psychotic. Yeah. This man, he's so cool. We love him. Uh, Mr. Mark, how's it going, buddy? It is going just fantastic, Trav and Jim. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's been some time since we spoke. Yes, it is too great. long. Now, this time of year, obviously, we always have you on. Uh, we, we get tons of uh, a listener feedback about your segment all the time. But you're in, like Jim said, Pagosa Springs, Colorado, one of the finest places to hunt elk. It's the garden spot of the world. How, how's it starting? Well, it is starting, from what I've seen, it is fantastic. Really? And, and you know, in the years past, I've said, you know, I just don't see the, the horns hanging out the, the pickup trucks. I, yeah. I don't see. We haven't been going just a week. Really? And it's just, I've seen three sets in pickup trucks. Really? I mean, I stopped off this morning, got me a little carton of milk at the old gas station, and <laughs> lo and behold, here's three fellows from Missouri with some mules, and I said, where are you heading, guys? He said, well, we've been up here, and this is where we're going, and I said, well, let me give you a little talk. <laughs> it was just great to see the fellas, you might say. And, yeah. Uh, but I'm just back here. I work in a hardware store, full-scale hardware store, as a lot of you know. Mm-hmm. And and I'm back here at the back end, the contractor's desk. And here's this old boy, and, and he's got a good friend of mine, Rick. And, and he's Rick put him on a hole, mm-hmm. one of his two honey holes. And this is this guy's first elk hunt. Really? And he's talking about how the cows are coming down, and one's laying down, and here's this bull, and here's this another... He had a four by one and a half. And that one and a half <laughs> stuck out there about four feet. He said, <laughs> a real he trophy. Says, he says, I got to have something better than that. This is my first time archery hunting. And I've been practicing all year. Out of the clear blue sky comes this seven by seven. No oh, man. way. And he's just coming down the pike and he's talking to these girls and everything else. Pretty soon he just doesn't realize, but his heart's pounding a mile a minute and he's got to start pulling string. Yeah. And yeah. getting ready. And sure enough, man, 32 yards. 32 yards. Yep. Wow. I tell you what, we've had so much. It, May, June, and yeah. part of July was just devastatingly hot yeah. and dry. Mm-hmm. And we've had rain like almost every night in some portion of our county. Wow. Mm. And the, the, the lush. The lush is out there. Mm-hmm. The waller ponds are out there. And if you guys want to get up there, too, you don't have to go any further than about two blocks from our store. <laughs> I'm serious. Bears are ripping the residential sections up. They're all over. Because it was so hot and dry, there's no acorns. Mm. There's no feed for them. Last year was kind of devastating. I mean, it was tough, like you're saying. You weren't seeing the racks. Hunters were having a tough time. Some great bulls were were harvested, but, man, they had to work their butts off. Toward the end of the season, It was kind of hit and miss, but this is a complete flip-flop from last year. I've never seen it this early to be so good in a long time because it's always, you know, well, when are they going to start talking? When are they going to start rutting? When are they going to... Hey, it was 46 the other morning. Wow. I mean, it, and it was T-shirt weather because in a few minutes it got up. Hey, listen, it was 88 yesterday. and it, Dang. That sun is changing its trajectory, and it's, that sun's putting out some heat. It is beautiful time. We yeah. got the hot springs. If you get tired of walking in the woods and, and come on in, we can tell you where to go here at Ponderosa lumber company of course you can uh, listen to us right there at uh, kwuf right there in pagosa springs every uh, saturday morning about uh, seven o'clock in the morning that's right yeah now usually the seasons start off slow like we're saying then they 
they slowly progress. Yeah, we want your predictions. Do you think it's going to keep hot and heavy like this? Do you think you guys are going to get a lot of snow? What are your predictions for the seasons to come, Mark? Well, the Indians always say the skunk cabbage will get snow as high as the skunk cabbage is. <laughs> well, I tell you what, there's a there's a skunk cabbage just around the corner from our store behind uh-huh. the guardrail, and that bugger's five feet high. Oh, oh no! So, if the Indians have have always been right, it could be a good year. We've lacked a good year in, in snow. Uh, the moisture has been so precious here at the the end of summer and early into fall here, but. Uh, you know, I hope it's a snow year. We're all saying, you know, we're due for a good old 600-inch snow year. Mm, and uh, yeah. I think the way it's going with this chill in the evening so early, I think the hunt is going to continue to grow and be really a good season, to be honest with you. Now, we got about 45 seconds left before we got to get to an ad break. So, Mark, let's say some people, we, we need to stop. We need to get advice. Who are the best people to go to there in Pagosa Springs? Well, Mike Haynes over at Eagle Mountain Mercantile, Eagle Mountain Mercantile, Mike Haynes, great place, uh, traditional archery equipment, uh, yeah. all the way from the crossbow to traditional, uh, down at Ski and Bow Rack, Larry Fisher. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, up here in the hardware store, we don't have any sporting goods, but uh, I'll pull the old map out. I've already got it in the <laughs> store, and... Uh, We'll give you all the advice we can and where to and what to. The man yeah. with the plan. Yeah, well, also a good place to stop in is at Goodman's Department Store, right oh, uh, right Bob downtown. Goodman. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, if you need some camping equipment, some tents or any kind of thing like that, plus he's got some good stuff to take back to Mama to to resurrect your, uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about, guys. That's right. You know? yeah, yeah, just keep an eye out for him. Buy Mama off. Now, if you want good advice, stop around Ponderosa. If you want great advice, stop by with a sweet tea from Sonic. That <laughs> oh, is man. handy information. Oh, oh, you guys haven't forgot. <laughs> no, no, no. And, uh, and of course, later on in the year, we're going to have those uh, great uh, sandwiches out there at Buckstop, right? That's correct. Oh, God. yeah. The ones you can't put your hands around. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, can't get my head around that's it. Right, that's right across from from Eagle Mountain. So you can hit both places at one time. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, hey, we've been talking with Mark Crane and we're the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That's H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and N-R-A blog at N-R-A blog.com. Mr. Mark, we love you, buddy. Thank you hey. so much. Appreciate you, Jim and Trav. Hey, coming up next, we've got old Corey Jacobson, and he's going to tell us how to field dress an elk a gutless way. A gutless way. If you're a gutless wonder, you're already in. There you go. You have to listen. (laughs) Hey, more revolution coming up. If you want to be part of the show, hit up Jim and Trav at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home, and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone right now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-866-669-8954. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. 
Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-866-669-8954. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-866-669-8954. That's 1-866-669-8954. Every weekend morning, make NBC Sports Outdoors your destination for the best fishing shows and most respected anglers around. Got them! Beginning every Saturday and Sunday morning at 7 on the NBC Sports Network. Ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. All right, we're our special guest right now. And now, here's Jim and Trav. Hey, if you're just tuning in, the show's almost over, folks. That's right. It's coming to an end. Uh, beginning of the show, we heard from all the Chance Ors, uh, Mr. Unpro. We're talking about elk on today's show. Then we heard from David Allen, the president and CEO of Rock Mountain Elk Foundation. And then, uh, actually, Jay Scott called in uh, from Arizona. And, yeah. of course, he's a guide and outfitter out there. Told us how to judge uh, elk He's also in, the, in the field. The, the field editor or hunting editor of Western Hunter Magazine. And Elk Hunter Magazine. That's right. Yeah. Then we had Mark Crane. Mark Crane. He gave us a uh, Colorado report. update. That's right. Southwestern Colorado there in the HDs and the San Juans. I guess it's going to be a great season, according to Mark. Now, I got to say, 10 years, this song right here, Wasteland. Uh huh. Awesome song, great band. Got to check them out. 10 years. Frank, turn this up real quick. Years uh, Wasteland. But right now we're being joined by old Corey Jacobson. He phoned us at 785-846-7647. And he's going to be telling us about a gutless way of field dressing elk. And Corey, Jim says you suck <laughs> at calling anything. Yeah. I, I don't care if it's elk, your wife, anything. Jim says you suck. Corey. I can do better. <laughs> How's it going, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. Now, this is an exciting time of the year. Everybody's, I mean, this summer has been so dreadful. I mean, it's been so blazing hot, dry everywhere. I think everyone is really anxious and looking forward to fall. And especially for us outdoorsmen and women, we want to get out there and start harvesting some game. And obviously, elk season is now upon us in some parts of the country. Um, and you've got a little method, this gutless field dressing. Yeah. you got to kind of clue us in about this. Yeah, does Newman make that? You know, the gutless method is something that uh, my dad taught me 20 years ago. And it's a way to field dress your animal without gutting it. So basically, you, you do everything you would do to get the meat off of it and, and get it home to get processed, but you never have to open up the gut cavity and expose the meat to the gut. So Okay, now the question is, when you start off, where do you start at? So I, I start off, I lay the animal on the side, and with an elk, sometimes that's difficult, but mm-hmm. we get it as best as we can on its side, Yeah, and we skin the entire side. So all of the skin comes off the one side of the animal. Uh-huh. Really? It exposes all of the meat. So it's laying there. You've got the skin laid up, and it kind of acts as a, a blanket to protect it from the dirt. Mm-hmm. And then you take off each quarter. You pull the rib meat, the back straps. All the meat comes off of it, and then uh, you flip the skin back over on it, roll the elk over, and do it on the other side, and... Wow, the last that's thing you do oh. is reach in and get the tenderloins out. Almost like you're dismantling a car. Yeah. You're taking the Absolutely. side panels off, the fenders. Really, that is interesting. I've never even thought of that. Is this a, a difficult procedure, I guess you'd call it, to handle? I mean, to learn it. Is, is this something like a newbie like myself? I mean, I've elk hunted before. I've never harvested anything, but it gutted lots of deer, you know, processed lots of deer and moose, whatever. Never an elk. Is this something hard to learn? It's not at all, you know, and for anyone, if you're a new elk hunter or a new hunter in general, 
once you get the animal down, that's when you realize that there's a lot of work and a lot of things you weren't prepared for. <laughs> yes. And being able to process it, you know, that's especially a big animal like a moose or an elk. This actually makes it easier, I think, because you're able to take all the meat off of one side. It's much more manageable. It's the same process. You're still getting the meat off. You're putting the meat in the game bags, getting it cooled, getting it back to where it can be processed at home. But the steps are the same as if you were getting it other than you don't get it. Okay, now... You're still it, skinning it. You're still pulling the quarters off. You're still still doing all the same things. Yeah. Now, the thing is, uh, if you're actually going to save that cape, then how does that work out? How far up would you split it then, right behind the front shoulders? Then that kind of limits well, the there's, amount... There's two ways to do it. Uh-huh. You can either go up the belly to skin it and pull the skin up off of the back, or you can come right up the middle of the backbone, right to the base of the ears, and pull the skin down towards the belly, and that's the way you do it if you're going to cape it, because you want the really? incision to be up the back of the neck. Now, see, it was kind of interesting. We, um, in our promo newsletter, stuff like that, we said, you know, going to have Corey Jacobson on talking about a gutless field dressing method. Of course, you got dozens and dozens of emails saying, oh, that's an old tactic. That's where they just split it down the backbone. A lot of meat's wasted. <laughs> now we get to say, ha-ha, nan-nan-a-boo-boo, uh, they were completely wrong. That's why you don't jump to conclusions. Corey, this is really interesting. Now, before we go on with this, Corey, if we want to find out more about you and possibly this method, where do we have to head to online to do that? Elk101.com. We've got the full 20-minute instructional video there. You can watch it for free. You can download it to an iPhone, iPad, smartphone, so you can take it out in the field with you. And as you're sitting there at the base of the elk getting ready to get started, you can watch it on your iPhone or yeah, whatever you can, method you have of watching it. You could actually tape it to the horns. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you could. Step <laughs> by step. step. We walk you right through every step of it. All right. Now, we all know that the tenderloins, those little muscles on the inside of the cavity, uh, down there behind all of the, the icky stuff, okay, how in the heck do you get in there to get that? It's really, really easy. So you just make a little incision right along the flank. After you got all the meat off of the animal, all the quarters are off. Uh-huh. It's on its side. You make a little incision right there, right along where that tenderloin is. You just reach your hands in there and cut it out, and it comes out just as easy as can be. You're amazing. We show, we show how to do that on the video as well, because that's the question a lot of people say is, everything's great, but you still have to get it to get the tenderloins, and you don't actually have to get it. All right. I, I know why your wife married you. Yeah. You're just an amazing man, Corey. Yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, the thing is, also, in some states, you need to take the meat out between the ribs. Do you show that as well? Uh, we don't actually show it there, but, I, there are, you know, you can do it very easily. It's on its side. All the meat's right there. You just cut it out. We've used it in Alaska where you are required to take all the edible meat, including in between the ribs. And we've used that process there. And, I mean, basically, you can look right through the rib cage and see the internal organs sitting in there and nothing else is left on the carcass. All right, so one more time, uh, Corey, coming up on an ad break. If we want to find out more about you, and I, you're, you're so full of knowledge, we're full of BS. Where can we find you <laughs> online, buddy? Elk101.com. Ah, that's simple. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com and uh, who else? Oh, Zeiss. That is Zeiss.com forward slash sports. Oh, Mr. Corman, this has been great. Thank you so much. You, you definitely taught Jim and I something new today. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, we'll see you. Check out all things Jim and Trav at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Sometimes you can tell a lot about a horse by what it's named. Like its color. It might be blacky or roany or buck. 
A name could have something to do with a horse's temperament or its disposition, like wild man or roller or bad bob. Yeah, the name of a horse is sometimes the name of his game. It's kind of like driving a ram truck. That name means something. It means you know the value of dust, sweat, and pride. Guts, glory, Ram. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. The Ruger SR-22 is the do-it-all 22 pistol for the shooter who appreciates style and demands reliability. Easy to field, strip, and reassemble. The Ruger SR-22 shoots a broad variety of 22 LR ammunition. It features an ambidextrous manual thumb safety decocking lever and magazine release. Two options for grip. And a fixed white dot front sight and adjustable rear sight with reversible blade. The Ruger SR-22, another American-made product from Ruger. Share with us your tricks of the trade when it comes to food plots at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Hey, anyone looking to purchase a 2012 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon has one thing in their mind. A burrito! No, capability of off-road adventures. Ooh. Now, the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon excels off-roading traction, ground clearance, water fording, maneuverability, and articulation, proving it's capable on the world's most demanding terrain. Really? Yeah. Now, it is quite obvious, okay, that the brand new Jeep Rubicon, they're really trying to appeal to, let's say, off-road and city life. Okay, because this baby, you know, they added some amenities that has never, uh, Jeep's never even heard of. They didn't even know what a heated seat was. That's right. This baby comes with a heated seat, has heated mirrors. I mean, I mean, this has everything. They're really appealing to those, let's say, you're not, you're not always going to be jumping rocks and trees and bushes um, all week long. That's for a weekend play. You know, a lot of time you're driving in the city and you're dodging cars, okay? You want to have a warm butt, all right? <laughs> That's what you want to have. Um, you know, I mean, it still has all that cool stuff, and they've added some it's things. It's got like, navigation. It's got a lot of things. Uh, like the disconnecting sway bars. That is oh, cool. Locking cool. rear differential. No, the sway bars, you actually push of a button, can remove them. And it has a whole bunch of added safety features. I mean, this brand new Rubicon, I gotta say, um, put up two thumbs real quick. Okay. Right, we give it four thumbs up. Four thumbs up. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. However, just because some amenities have been added, that doesn't mean the Wrangler Rubicon has lost its practical outdoor off-road features. Hey, you can find out more about the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon at www.jeep.com. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 407 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer, Mark Canary, Frank the Sound Guy, Hey Chance Orth, David Allen, Jay Scott, Mark Crane, and Corey Jacobson. Hey, coming up next week on The Revolution. Man, it's going to be great. We're going to be talking about wolves. Uh, interesting topic. Kind of a heated debate. It's going to be fun. Hey there, little red Stop red. right now before I smack you. Seriously. <laughs> uh, so we are Jim and Traff. And stick around because the local news weather, it is coming up next. God bless you, boys and girls. Have a great weekend. Get out there. Have some fun. We love you. Peace. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. 
The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.